Welcome to Calvary Apostolic Ministries. This morning is my intention to minister unto servants of God, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Your life at times can be very lonely. And one of the ways for you to be blessed is to hear a dynamic word from God. I've come with the simple word, but I believe a dynamic word from God. You're being hounded by the devil. You're earmarked by the devil for destruction. But let me say, God is for you. You are a conqueror. Amen. Let's turn our attention to Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Let's turn also very quickly to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Man of God, you are just not an ordinary person. You are extraordinary for this sense. You are a servant of the Most High God. God's hand is upon you. In fact, the Bible says that God shines His glory upon you. The countenance of God is upon you. You are the delight of God. You are a blessing to God. You are a servant to God that loves to do the will of God. Amen. It's an honor for you to be God's servant. Not only are you the servant of God, but you are God's spokesman. You speak on behalf of God. More than that, you are an ambassador of God. You represent heaven. You have the authority of God with you. So no matter what the devil is bringing up against you right now, I'm here to remind you that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Yes, the devil has designs for your life. His aim and his purpose is to destroy you that it might make you ineffective in the work of God. But I'm here to remind you that no weapon formed against you whatsoever will ever prosper. You are not just a member of the church, you are a builder of the church. And God says to you that no matter what you build in the church, the devil cannot break it down because he, Jesus Christ, is the Lord of the church and he will keep the devil's evil intent away from you. And in fact, even if the evil comes nigh unto your door, even if the evil comes nigh unto the door, God will take that evil and turn it around for good. This morning, I want to encourage you from the word of the Lord, giving you biblical examples that when the devil comes up against you, and even if he trips you up, even if you are afflicted, even when people turn against you in the church, even when your church splits, let me say this, God has good intentions in that. Out of all that evil against you, good will come forth. So I want to give you biblical examples this morning. Let's turn to the book of Daniel, chapter 3. 
Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. Then the princes, the governors, and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together under the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then and Herod cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet flute, harp, sackbite, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. You are familiar with the story. Those three Hebrew boys, they refused to bow the knee. They said to Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow the knee. They said, furthermore, if God delivers us from your hand, then praise God. But if God does not deliver us from your hand, then we will still praise God. You know what happened to them. They were thrown in the fiery furnace. Even those that carried them were burnt alive, the Bible says. That fire was intensified seven times. But when they were thrown in, the fire could not consume them for this simple reason. The Lord God was with them. They appeared in that fire, the fourth man. I'm here to tell you, man of God, that God is with you all times. When things are going well, the Lord is with you. When adversity is at your heart's door, God is still with you. He has promised not to leave you nor forsake you. He is with you at all times. Amen. Now, what happened was this. What happened? You know the story so well. They came out of that situation. They were untouched by the fire. And this was the result of their action. This was the results of their words. They said, if God saves us from your hand, praise God. But if God does not save us from your hand, O King, we will still praise God. Amen. They were not in it for what they could get out of it. They were in it for what they could put in it. And that more so even their life. Now listen at the outcome of this. If you go to verse 28, this is the outcome of their ghastly experience in the fire. Or should I say rather, their good experience. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who had set his angel and delivered his servants have trusted in him and have changed the king's word and healed their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god therefore i make a decree that every people nation and language which speak anything amiss against the god of shadrach meshach and abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Sometimes, my friend, you find yourself in a fiery experience. Every dart is hurtled at you. The devil has you earmarked for destruction. You think that you are alone in this particular affliction. And it seems as if your world is caving in. Things in the church are not coming right. 
things are going totally and completely wrong. You stand there and you wring your hands in despair, not knowing what to do. I've got a good word. No weapon formed against you can prosper. All that you need to do is stand and after standing, stand. Put your faith and trust in God. Look beyond the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help cometh from the Lord. Look not to the left nor to the right. Trust not in the arm of flesh, but look up. God's eye is upon you. God is about to deliver you. All that you need to do is stand. Amen. Look here, my friend. <laughs> the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God does deliver us out of them all. Look up from whence cometh your help. When you stand true to God, your time of deliverance, your time of victory is around the corner. Notice, because of the attitude of these young men, they never resisted the affliction. They never fought against it. Yes, they gave into it with the understanding, no matter, no matter, no matter what happens, our faith and our trust is in God. Whether He saves us, we will serve Him. Whether He doesn't save us, we will yet serve Him. I want to say this to you, my friend. God is going to save you. God's going to bring you out of the problem. But don't give up in the situation. My Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, amen, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. When you stand true in the problem, when your eyes are fixed upon the Alpha and the Omega, let me say this, you soar in the heavenly. And when you soar in the heavenly like an eagle, you look down upon your problem. Don't look up to it, look down upon it. Don't let your problem control you. You control your problem. If God is for you, who in the world or who in hell can be against you? If you take that attitude, your victory is a around the corner. Notice the very one that had the three Hebrew boys thrown in the fiery furnace is the very one that witnesses of the goodness of God. God delivered them. Nebuchadnezzar saw the fourth man. Praise God. And what did he have to say? That no one, no one in all of his domain could ever speak against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because there was no God like their God. You know, when you stand true in your trial and in your tribulation, you know what is around the corner for you? You know what lies ahead for you? My brother, you might be in a downcast situation. The joy of the Lord maybe is not upon you, but just stand true because around the corner, there is your promotion. After being in the fire, after standing true to God, even Nebuchadnezzar, even the enemy had to recognize the power and the glory of God that was upon these three Hebrew boys. And sometimes the people that put you in the pit of despair, of despondency, they had to recognize that though you were in despair and in despondency, the glory of God did not depart from you. And they will recognize that the hand of the Lord is upon you, surely. Around the corner, is your victory around your corner is your promotion now let's briefly go to daniel chapter six we won't read because the time is, is short but you know the story how that daniel was thrown in the lion's den amen but you know what how did this all come about how did this all come about there's a saying that i love jealousy makes you nasty daniel was prominent in the rule of that nation he was second to the king. 
He was honored and respected, but his peers were jealous of him. And the only way they could get Daniel was to attack him at his strongest point. And I ask you this moment, what is your strongest point as a man of God? What is your strongest point as a woman of God? I've come to the ultimate conclusion that my strongest point is not my preaching. My strongest point is not visiting people. My strongest point is not praying for people. My strongest point is praying to the Lord. My strongest point is my communication with the Lord. My strongest point is my intimacy with God. Being shut up from the world and from my family and being shut in alone with God. The test of a man's soul is how much time he spends alone with God, not how much he does for God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know how they were jealous of him and how they plotted against him that the king signs a decree, makes a decree that anyone who prays to any other God has to be put to death. You know, when Daniel got this news, and by the way, you know what Daniel means? Daniel means this, God is my judge. No matter what people do to you, Ian, no matter what people do to me, no matter what they say about you, mighty man and woman of God, no matter what they say, amen, no matter what they do to you, let me say this, you are like a Daniel. God is my judge. The last word will always be with you. The last action will always be with you. No weapon, absolutely no weapon formed against you can prosper. Someone shout amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, when Daniel heard the news, Daniel went to his home. He closed all the windows, he closed all the doors, and he got down on his knees to pray. Oh no, oh no. Nothing can stop intimacy with God when a man has a fervent spirit towards God. He opened the windows, he opened the doors and the curtains, and he knelt down, and he faced Jerusalem, the city of peace, and he shouted glories unto God. He worshipped the Most High God, and the king was told of what he had done. He was thrown into the lion's den. But praise God, he was not alone. God was with him. Amen. The king was surprised. Uh, it says that he couldn't sleep that night. And he went through the, you know, he just couldn't sleep. And then he saw, he saw the Lord with Daniel in the den. Amen. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Daniel was taken out of the den of lions. And this is the end result of it all. And this, then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths. Amen that they have not hurt me for as much before him innocence was found in me and also before the O king I had I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take down up out of the den. Now notice the end result of all this. You know Daniel did not resist. Daniel went willingly to the lion's den. He never resists the spirits of jealousy that grabbed him and threw him into the lion's den. No, he did not resist. You know, once again, no weapon formed against you can prosper. Once again, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You being an individual member of the church, almighty man of God. Notice the result. 
And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. Number one, number one, the fact that you should have suffered, now your enemies will suffer. Their children and their wives, sad, but even their families had to suffer. And the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, wherever they came at the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every domain of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. Notice the testimony of a heathen king. He has seen how God has delivered Daniel. Amen. And this is his testimony. For God is the living God, steadfast forever, and his kingdom shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and earth, who have delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Amen. This man wrote letters. <laughs> he wrote unto all his people, his nations and languages, and he testified of God's goodness. You see, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God takes the evil that people bring against you and he makes good come out of it for his glory. That people that went and caused the king to make the decree and then squealed on devil, Daniel, he was praying. They themselves were thrown into the lion's den, their wives and their children. And then the king wrote letters. He personally, a heathen king, testified to the goodness of God. Did I not say that Daniel will always have the last word? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Then one more, one more example before I close. Acts chapter 8. Now this speaks of the church. It speaks of Paul. It says in verse 3 of chapter 8. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hating men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore they were scattered abroad, went everywhere, preaching the word of God. Saul, enraged with what was taking place amongst the Jews, seeing countless Jewish people, Pharisees and Sadducees, turning to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This enraged him. It angered him. How that his very own could turn their back on Jehovah God. Yes, he was ignorant, but in his ignorance, he became violent and he scattered the people. Let me say this once again. <laughs> Let me say this once again. No weapon formed against you can ever prosper. You know what happened to Saul. Saul became Paul. The persecutor became the preacher. Even his evil intent of endeavoring to, 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 to stop the church to destroy the church. The Bible said, as these Jewish people fled for their life, the Bible says they went fleeing, but preaching the word. And where they preached, people got saved. In fact, one of the greatest earliest church was born out of this persecution, and that being the Antioch church. Men of God, I don't know what you're going through right now. It might be finance. There might be an impending split in the church. 
Perhaps there's a, 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 a finger of accusation pointed against you. Perhaps people are taking your name and rubbing it in the mud. Perhaps they just come up against you in such a way that you want to throw in the town and give up on the ministry. I'm here to tell you, man of God, stand fast. And after standing, stand, stand firm in God because God's hand is upon you. His eyes run to and fro over the earth. Let me say this once again. His hand is upon you and his eyes run to and fro over the earth. But his eye is forever settled upon you. He's going to make a way for you out of that dilemma, out of that perplexity. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Take courage, my brother. Have faith in God. Amen. Don't have faith in faith. Have faith in God. If God be for you, who can be against you? No weapon can prosper against you. May this word encourage you. Even as you look to your problem now, wait upon the Lord. Amen. That word wait is a very important word. Found in Isaiah chapter 40, they that wait upon the Lord. It means to take a spiritual rope and tie to your hand. And to offer the other end of the rope to God for God to tie his hand. You tie yourself to God and you say that which Jacob said. I will not let go of you until you bless me. Until you deliver me out of this dilemma. Out of this affliction and out of this perplexity. Hear me my friend. You go where God goes. And God goes where you go. Don't ever leave him. For he will not leave you. Look up. Don't trust in the arm of flesh. Your salvation is not in man. Your salvation is in and with God. No weapon formed against you. Around the corner there is your victory. Around the corner there is your promotion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh I bless you today man of God. I bless you woman of God. Because you know what? You are the apple of God's eye, and no one can ever destroy you, neither can they destroy your ministry. God bless you and keep you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And have a God week. Hallelujah.